We're ready to record now. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Connor. My name is Caleb. Welcome to the 49th episode. 49! What? 49! 49! What's important about 49? 49! 49! What's important about that number? Nothing. Okay. Oh, there's something important about that number. It's the one right before the 50th! Yeah! <laughs> so yeah, apparently... Uh, I totally forgot about this, but it's the fifth, totally the fiftieth episode coming up next week, and so we're gonna do something special. We're not entirely sure what. Um, please let us know in the comments um, what you want us to do for that. Um, we might do a you know twenty five questions thingy like we did in the twenty fifth anniversary again. We might have Hannah Lotch on to help us with that too, which would be fun. Um, or we might do something else. We're going to do something special because, you know, 50th. But uh, if you have any ideas for that, please let us know in, on Twitter, Facebook, so on and so forth. You know where to find us. If you don't, just let me listen to the end of the episode and then you will. <laughs> so, Connor, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to be talking about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is a show that I recently finished. Ah. And Kale's going to be talking about the Percy Jackson series, yes. which he's reading right now. Yes. Basically, we're just kind of, like, going to discuss the art we've been consuming lately and just like analyze it and talk about it in non-spoilery terms because i haven't seen fun well alchemist brotherhood and yes. connor hasn't read the percy jackson series yep. so. <laughs> so what did you want to talk about with brotherhood well i'd like to start out by saying the it, it was a manga uh which is japanese comic book basically and they You're saying originally it originally was. it yeah. was That's a what, manga from Metal Alchemist. Yes, and in like 2003, I think is when it came out. Whoops, I bumped the table. <laughs> and then they they started making a TV show off of the manga, but the TV show started releasing episodes too fast, and the manga had to take a break or something like that. And so the the TV show had to keep releasing episodes without the manga, so they basically had to guess at what the rest of the show was going to be like. And since I have now seen both, and everybody in the world and their mothers would all disagree with the statement. I don't think anyone's mothers have seen the show. Connor. Probably not. <laughs> but the original, the one that they did um, without, they just guessed at what the ending was supposed to be, it was better than the actual manga. And about seven years-ish later, they made Brotherhood, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is just the... Um, the same story, except it actually stayed true to the manga. So it was what they actually had wrote, and they just did that. Had written. Had written, and <laughs> they just made an, uh, you know, another TV show off of the actual story. Mm -hmm. So there's two different shows. We ended up watching the f original Full Metal Alchemist, which is the the one that's um, strayed from the actual manga, uh -huh. and we watched that first. And it was. And we loved it all the way through. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Highly recommended. Yes. It's a little disturbing and dark very, at some Very point. disturbing and dark at some points. There's some blood. Yes. There's some uh, anger by yes. a short person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to, to praise the original and the Brotherhood alike for not only just a fantastic lead of characters, like fantastic, lead? fantastic leads. 
Oh, fantastic, fantastic cast main, of characters. Yeah, fantastic cast of main, main characters. characters. Yeah. Um, and also for you not the, use the word lead, right? Just, just stop. Okay, sorry. Just leave it. Continue. Caleb. Leave it alone. Lead it. They understood. Lead it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> they understood exactly what I was, what I was trying to say. I don't think they did. So good. Probably not. Um, but and I Continue. also will pray that praise them for. Pray. You're gonna pray to them now? Wow. Apparently, this is not the Christian artist anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, please continue. I'll stop talking now. <laughs> He's just shaking his head. I don't believe you. Okay, I'm done. Okay, anyway. So, <laughs> I just clapped. It's fine. It's all good. I was going to start performing alchemy. <laughs> Put my hands together. <laughs> okay, but anyway. um, I'll praise them for sure for the realistic storytelling that they did where they always had like scenes that are just upbeat and you know kind of goofy and you know they're just kind of laughing and having fun very humorous scenes and then it would go straight mm-hmm. into like a combat scene or some something else where they're discovering something terrible and it would just completely shift and everybody would be just like super serious and things would get dark and it would be like you know this that such drastic contrast made you so much more emotional that that's why the story was so good. But yeah, and uh, so overall, just fantastic in both of those ways. Both of them were. Um, For sure, characters were absolutely phenomenal in both. Um, But the the differences were basically... And the reason I had a a problem with the, the one that actually stayed true to the manga is because in the original they stuck with the main characters and they always were telling the story from the main character's point of view. Mm-hmm. And it was all about the main characters, Ed and Al, who are... Uh, Edward and Alphonse. Ed- Edward and Alphonse. Elric. And they... Elric uh, is not another character. That's their last name. Yeah, no, no, no. Ed and Al. And... Ed, they... Al, and Al. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> They they lost their or their father left them when they were kids and their mother died from some sort of disease or whatever, um and so they were trying to perform alchemy human transmutation and bring their mother back to That's life. That's a no no. That's a no no. Um basically in the world you can, um, alter elements so you can basically perform alchemy like actual alchemy like alchemy the the way they thought it was where you could turn lead into gold yes stuff like that except they had to follow the rule of equivalent exchange and the big like the big like phrase or like big line that um they would they would play at the beginning of the episodes is basically like um you know they follow they have to follow the rule of equivalent exchange but what could equal the life of a soul like like what what could be equal to Mm -hmm. you know the life of another human being. And so they tried human transmutation thinking they could do it. Um, and Al lost his entire body and basically died. And L not L goodness. <laughs> and then Ed, Ed lost his left leg. And then he was like screaming and freaking out. And he was like, Oh my goodness, my brother is dead. And he grabs a suit of armor off the, off the wall or whatever. And like, does paints a little paint and he draws in his blood the alchemy An circle alchemy, yeah alchemy circle which is what you need to in order perform to alchemy. perform alchemy and he basically gives his right arm to bind Al's soul into that suit of armor 
so that, you know, he's not actually dead, but he has lost his entire body. Mm-hmm. So it's basically them with metal all over them. So Al, or Al, Al is completely metal. He's just a hollow suit of armor. And Ed has a, you know, metal leg and a metal arm. Mm-hmm. And, um... They, and his metal arms and me- metal arm and metal leg are what is it specifically called? The... Uh, auto mail. Auto mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's it's like a basically a magical technology in that world where, that you, know, you can like actually use the metal. Yes. To, like your to own link body. with the nerves yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's basically like Star Wars cybernetic technology. Yeah. Um. Except, except with alchemy. Yes. Instead. So that's basically the gist of the story, and Ed becomes a state alchemist. And their the entire thing is them just trying to get their bodies back. Yeah, and a state alchemist was basically like a dog he, in the military. Yeah, he works for the military. Yep, to the government. That's another one of the lines that they always say is dog in the military. You became a dog in the military. Yeah. But yeah, so just a really interesting world, and yeah, it's a it really Japanese, um, you know, uh, story and you know, manga and the TV show in anime. Japanese. Yeah. Um, but it's basically set in a. German society, and it's basically like, it basically it, well, it's, it's like Central European, yes, yeah, like, um, it, it's secondary world, it's secondary mm-hmm. world fantasy, yes, um, but you know, it's very familiar, like all the the way the society works is very like Central European, like just you know Western, um, there are other countries and stuff like that, but you know, the the main one we're in is. Do we? What's the name of the country that they're in? Um, Amestris. Okay, Amestris, and it's yeah. it's basically yeah, just like Germany or something like that. So, so yeah, so, um, well, it's like Germany because the 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 guy in charge of everything is called, it's the, called Fuhrer, the Fuhrer. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there and there's cars and stuff like yeah. that, and it's very like modern, and they have guns mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but it's still like a fantasy world. So it's basically, because you could technically, magic. yeah, you could technically say it's like an alternate history urban fantasy. Yeah. Basically. Basically. So, yeah. So that's basically the gist of the story. If you want to go watch it, just go watch it. I'm going to tell you. The original is what we're yes. talking about. Yeah. The original for sure. I, I would say that everybody listening to this podcast is probably going to like Brotherhood better, but it's, if you really are critical about it, you might enjoy Brotherhood more because mm-hmm. of all the different characters, but if you Overall, think about it in terms yes. of which one do you think is an actual better story yes. using the actual laws of storytelling? Yes. If, the original one was vastly better because it focused on the main characters and Brotherhood focused on literally every single minor character they ever come across. They became a main character mm-hmm. and it, it didn't work. It didn't work in any sense of the the word. Like mm-hmm. you, just, you couldn't, they couldn't pull it off. Yeah. It was bloated. It, it, it was way yeah. too bloated. The ending, like, boss battle, put that in quotations, was super long and... Like, five episodes yeah, long. Yeah, it was, like, five episodes long. And right after, like, the second episode of that battle, I was done with the show. I was like, all right, they win. And then it was basically like, hey, we haven't won yet. We still gotta still gotta punch him in the face over and over and over again. <laughs> and I was so done with the show. I was just like, all right, guys. I mean... The show is still going on, so there has to be something really cool that's going to happen, right? Mm. Nope, they're just going to keep punching us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And they tried to make it so much about all of the characters that they needed an extra episode to close up every single character's story. Mm-hmm. And I hated that as well. It was basically like the ending of Lord of the Rings, except it was essential to the story. And the ending of Lord of the Rings, when they're like 
you know, at the base of Mount Doom, mm-hmm. and then the eagles come and get them, you know, it, like, goes white. Yeah. You, you totally think that's the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and you're okay with that, because mm-hmm. that was a satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. And then they give you more, because you want more. In Brotherhood, it was like, all right, we have given you exactly what you wanted, and you are officially satisfied, and you don't want any more, but we're going to give you more anyway. Mm-hmm. Because if you watch it two times, you'll probably want more. You, you know, it's like when you watch a show. You're completely satisfied. And then you watch it a second time, and you're just like, ah, oh, I wish there was more. Yeah. It was basically like that, except they were they were planning ahead. They were like, oh, clearly people are going to watch this more than <laughs> once. So we'll just give them more now. And it didn't work. Yeah. And I, I will also say that the last thing the main characters do didn't make sense. The, the last thing they did was completely out of character that I actually questioned whether or not one character was demented and, like... Insane. Like, yeah. Like, I was like, uh, he seems a little weird now. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, did he, like, suddenly get, like, possessed by something? Like, literally, or, that's yeah. what I thought. He just seems so different. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Connor and I have been talking about this, like, ever ever since I got back from Budapest um, and on, on the mission trip um, that I went on. And, you know, Connor had started watching Brotherhood. <clears throat> we, we started talking about this and just talking about the differences obviously not in spoilery returns because <clears throat> spoilery terms because i hadn't actually seen it yet but you know he's just talking to me about the differences and how what he liked and didn't like about it and we just started talking about this we, we just started talking about like story theory and like how, what makes a good story and and i was just thinking about the original female alchemist and why it was such a good story and we came down to it was because it was about those two main characters ed and al and, and they had extra characters, which yes. added to their story. Mm-hmm. They weren't a part of the story. Yeah. They were the part story of the was always story. about Ed and Al. Yes. That's why it worked so well. Uh-huh. And then Connor was talking about Brotherhood. The story was this all massive ensemble of everything that happens in this world is all s- tied together, you know, intricately. And they all fight the giant boss at the end. Like, every and, and this is the thing. Like, I, I heard an episode of Writing Excuses once where they talked about, it was actually Patrick Rothfuss, the guy who wrote Name of the Wind yeah. and stuff like that. And you might have heard of him. Great author. But he was talking about, you know, I always read these fantasy stories where everyone who is in the book comes together at the very end to fight the big baddie. And I'm just like, that's not how real life works. <laughs> like, that, that's not how... And if you read, and I know you haven't read The Name of the Wind or uh, The Wise Man's Fear, his two um, novel, like, uh, fantasy novels, but h- those books are so very much not that. Like, they're realistic, sometimes to a fault. <laughs> Like it gets to the point, like his entire the, the 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 thing that drives those stories forward is the poetry of his language and the amazing way he characterizes people and like the story of Quoth, this main character, just going because it's like basically just his life. It's just him telling his life story to these people, and the the way it works is because it's so realistic in some sense. Of, like obviously, it's a fantasy story, but it's just so grounded in reality. That, like, you can understand why everything happened. You believe everything that happened because, like, he's apparently this, like, legendary figure in the world. And there's all these legends about all these magical things that he did. And basically, he's telling this guy this story. He's like, yeah, so that thing you heard, it actually wasn't true. I just found this herb and it made me look like I didn't bleed. But I I totally bleed. Like, (laughs) that's not, that's a legend. And, And so by telling us things like that, he made us believe that this was a real person, that this was a real story. And that the you know the, the myths were true to extent that he told them because he 
this thing you you were like, well, okay, I don't believe that he's really this great. You, you take it down to normal human level, and you're like, oh, okay, you know that makes total sense. And, and I think feel it's like the same way with um, Brotherhood that they basically just decided that you know everything in this world needs to revolve around this problem, mm-hmm. and everything that happens with any character is going to revolve around this problem, even if we mm-hmm. don't explain to the the the, the list the watcher what any of this means we're still going to put it in because well, we no, have this they, massive story that we're going to yeah, tell. Yeah. They, they used exposition to tell why everything is the way it is. Which is also like something that, that, yeah, <laughs> which is also something that neither the original FMA yep. or like wise man's fear, for example, um, does at all. Like it's all just very grounded mm. in the characters. They might've done a little bit of, I know they did. Yeah. They did a little bit in FMA in the original FMA, but it, not like, nearly as much as you're saying. Yeah, no. I I didn't notice it in the original. Exactly. In this Which one, means that it, it was like yeah, fine. It was like every five episodes, there was an episode of exposition. Yeah. And I was like, and, no. and this is the thing. Like, exposition is a thing that you have to have in a story. Yeah. Like, that's what drives the story forward. The information that you need to make the story make sense. But when you don't notice the exposition, when it's... Re- and and uh, basically, writing excuses... And I, I always talk about writing excuses because it's a fantastic podcast that just teaches you all about creative writing and storytelling. But they always say, make your scenes do more than one thing. And when an expos- expositional scene like the stuff you're describing, it's basically just a character telling another character probably stuff they already know, but that the viewer needs to know, that, then the scene's only doing one thing. If, if say, for example, all right, you have a, a scene of exposition where, you, okay, you need to let the person know this next clue for this mystery, but you have it, all right, we're going to set this in an aquarium, and they're going to be walking right next to the shark tank while they're t- talking about this stuff, and it's going to make everything they say in this new light because of watching the sharks, like, just drift around, because of, like, it's going to make everything they say more menacing. Like, something as simple as that can... It's accomplishing two things. It's accomplishing this poetic sense of menace that you want and the exposition. Or And then you maybe add another element. You say, all right, and we're also going to learn something about this character's mom. And then you get character involvement. You, you say, all right, we're, we get to see the emotional state of this character do in this scene. And when you have all those three things, it makes the scene a lot more enjoyable than just the blank exposition. I will say that they also did a lot of, oh what happened and then it like cuts and then it's like oh so this and this and this happened i was just like every single time i was just like (sighs) give me an example not like actually what they said but like like so you're gonna tell me everything about the homunculus right now and then it would cut and be like oh i see so this person this person of the homunculus and you're trying to do this and this and this oh Um, wow (laughs) yep (laughs) and see those kind of conversations i absolutely hate in fiction yeah. <laughs> because it's totally unbelievable they would yep. never say those things uh-huh. and, and and when we start talking about percy jackson i'll have to say that's one of the things that annoys me sometimes with that series every once in a while like not very often he he does the scene thing like multiple purposes for a scene very very well but every once in a while to be like um that, that because they're they're demigods um it's part of the the myth that he made that they always get like whenever they sleep they dream about like prophetic things and things are dangerous things are going to happen to them next and all this stuff and that's part of the the mythos of the demigods but but 
half the time, not half the time, but every once in a while, there'll be one of these dreams that basically it's about these, it's like a real thing that's happening. And these two characters are talking to each other. And it's basically, it's just blank exposition, giving the character the information that they need to know in a way that the, the people who have these, have this conversation in the dream, they would never have had this conversation at this time. And it, it's so obvious that they've already talked about this, but they're talking about it again, just for the demigods, uh, benefit. And, and that's I a look, dream, so that's different. Well, it's a dream, but it's also but like most of the time with those things, it's actually like this is happening right now, and oh. you're just, we're witnessing it through your dream. Oh, yeah, and so it, it that's doesn't like problem solving exactly dreams. You it, can't do that exactly, <laughs> and so, so and most of the time it's fine, but every once in a while there'll be that random scene where it's like, you know, all you really had to do is like not make them not have them say as you know. Like that, those words should yeah. never come out of your character's mouth. If they, if someone has set this has to say, as you know, they've or the, the character already knows it, and you need to assume that they've already, that, you know, either go back to the point where they had that conversation, yes. or just <laughs> flashback, ass- or just assume they know those things and keep going without telling the the the, <laughs> the reader, and just pick have them pick up on it in other ways. What would be funny is if they did a flashback where they all said, all, "As you know." <laughs> as you know in the last flashback <laughs> oh yeah. dear um but okay so to very much so solidify the strengths the, the pros and cons of the two shows okay. i would say that brotherhood has more interesting characters there's better character development not okay i won't on say character scale. development yeah on the minor scale i won't say character development just a, a vast like all the characters are very different and they're all very colorful. They're all mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. And in the original FMA, they're they're not as fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that. No, I can I liked see that. Ed and Al and Mustang a lot better in the original. But So okay, basically maybe, it was along the lines Mustang of more in Brotherhood, well, well, it was but. along the lines of this then, like all you have all this character development for Ed and Al. Mm-hmm. And then it's they take off some of that and then spread it amongst all the minor yes, characters. That's basically yeah. what happened. So, Which is basically never what you want to do yep. in a story, ever. And <laughs> it took away so much from the main characters that when they finally accomplished the end goal that they were set up to do, it was not satisfying. And I'm not I'm not saying that they completed their goal. I'm, I'm not trying to give you spoilers. Yeah. I'm saying that the, the goal that they end up having, at having the end. to accomplish, it was not as satisfying because... The past five episodes, all I was seeing is all the other characters having minor fights that I didn't, not only did not need to see, mm-hmm. I didn't need to know that they died slash didn't die. Mm-hmm. Like, of all these battles, I didn't care. At this point, all you need to do is say, all these battles are going on, but the main point of this story is these guys, so we're just going to leave it like that. Yeah, like, yeah. they're fighting and they're doing all this stuff so that these people can do this. And that was what they were doing, trying to do the entire time. But no, they wanted to make sure that every single character was a, was the story. Mm-hmm. Made that yeah. story about every single character, so they had to go everywhere and show everything that was happening. And I'm not saying it was a bad thing, like, enjoyable-wise. Like, I enjoyed it so much. All of those scenes were absolutely fantastic. On their own. On their own. But in the grander scheme of things, it yes. destroyed the main story. It destroyed the main story. Yeah. There was I literally had no emotional reaction when they finally completed the end goal. I, mm-hmm. There was no emotional reaction for me because I was just like, all of the emotions that I had were from all these cool characters coming back and doing these yeah. awesome fight scenes. And then I'm just like, well, this isn't about all the other random fight mm-hmm. scenes. 
and the random fight scenes didn't have a point at all. Mm-hmm. So what, like, there was no point to half of that story. You could take out ten episodes. Ten full episodes Ten full of episodes of material out of that show and make it less, not as long as the original FMA. And it would have been, in my if they would have done that, took mm-hmm. off all the extra random crap, made the minor characters not be as prominent that it took away from the main character story, mm-hmm. I would have liked Brotherhood more. Yeah. I still think that the ending overall for Full Metal Alchemist, the original one, was better, mm-hmm. even if they wouldn't have done all those stupid things. I still would have liked the ending better in the original FMA. But overall, story-wise, it was way more enjoyable, Brotherhood was. But it, like in the entire way, okay, almost the entire way, halfway in there, there was an entire, like, there's basically 20% of the show that they also should have taken out. And if they would have done that and take out took out the entire part three and then took out, made, like, part five, just cut that right in half, I I think I would have liked Brotherhood more. See, and, and you contrast this with an anime such as Death Note, for example. Yep. And and I, I don't know if we've, I mean, pro, I'm not sure we've mentioned it before. Oh, we have mentioned it before. We, we mentioned it when we were talking about Urban Fantasy way back when. Yeah. Um, that we watched the anime Death Note. Absolutely phenomenal show. Oh, yeah. Definitely my favorite anime of all time. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I would have to say that Death Note <laughs> is better than the both of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and you, you, you kind of contrast that, and it's like, all right, so you, you're, you're talking about, oh, you know, the ending was just so bloated, and I had no emotional reaction, and you have to cut out, like, all this, you know, 30% of the show or whatever. About, think about Death Note, and I can't even think of a, a single episode in that show that was filler. No. There was not, not a all. single episode. It Every episode was vital to the story they were telling. It was all serving multiple purposes. It was all driving towards the end. There was so much tension in every single episode. And by the the end of that ep- the end the last episode of that show, that is the most emotionally distraught and tense I have ever been consuming any piece of media yep. ever. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> like, literally, I was on the edge of my seat. My entire body was, un- like, completely tensed up. Yep. And I was so... My heart was pounding in my chest a million miles an hour. It was unbelievably good. And it it boggles my mind. And, I, and I'm not just trying to, like, randomly offend the people who love Brotherhood. But <laughs> yeah. it boggles my mind how people can not... How people can love a show like Brotherhood, and obviously I'm not—I didn't watch it, but from what you say, like the amount of bloatedness that it had, you know, I completely agree with what you're about to yeah. say. <laughs> How can they like that more than a show like Death? Note? Like, and they do. Like, the, the, as everybody says, the Brotherhood is the best anime yep. like ever, mm-hmm. and I—I I, I totally it's, disagree. It's Death Note. It's number all two the way. on the most a- animes of all time. Yeah, like right ahead of Death animes. Note. Yep, <laughs> which bothers me. Yep. I really don't understand it. Like, I understand it simply because there are so many colorful, amazing characters. And I understand it because of that. And it's because it's a... And this is this is maybe a minor spoiler here. It's a... Basically, the ending is a... Everything works out perfectly in the yeah. end. And it, it doesn't... definitely not what the it, original FMA yeah. was. It, and it doesn't in, in some ways, but in most ways... Everything works out perfectly. The things that the characters do after the fact, I think some of them made it less of a happy ending, to be honest. Like, what mm-hmm. they did with the things that they got. I was like, yeah, that's not as happy. You could have just ended it when they attained these things, mm-hmm. and then I would have been more satisfied. <laughs> but but overall, it was just, uh, okay, well, 
Now I feel like the entire show was completely pointless because mm. everything worked out perfectly with very minimal sacrifice. Right. And, 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 and the, there was a huge sacrifice, but it was still, it just seems so minimal mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to all the amazing, happy, good feel right. stories that they had at the mm-hmm. end. And especially with a show like FMA, uh, that just seems so out of character for that show. It, yeah, like, okay, when, when you're watching the original, you're thinking, this guy is a genius. Holy cow, this guy is so good at storytelling. Mm-hmm. And then after the fact, you're like, oh, this isn't the actual story you <laughs> told? And, he's, and and the thing is with the original, is the, the beginning is so good. It is probably, I think oh, yeah. the beginning of Full Metal Alchemist, the original one, is better than the beginning of Death Note. Like it was oh, yeah. so Def- oh, good. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> the beginning absolutely. was like the, fantastic. The the beginning of Death Note really intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Like it made me want to watch the show because I'm like, holy crap! A, go- a, a random college student just gets a, bo- a book from like hell, basically that like allows him to kill anyone. Like this is, and then he decides to, to try to be a god of the world. Like that's an unbelievably interesting premise. But the beginning of Full Metal Alchemist, the original Full Metal Alchemist. You and I watched that first episode. And we were just like, what is this? Yes. <laughs> like, every part of it, it, it made the characters instantly likable. Yeah. <laughs> instantly attached to them. Like you, and, and that's one of the things that I feel like Death Note took longer getting to, was attachment to the characters. Because, but that made sense with the story But that was fine. Yeah, yeah, that was fine, because it was primarily a mystery. Yeah. I mean, really, with what it was. It was, well, primarily a thriller. It was a thriller. Yeah primarily a thriller and and more importantly like what was happening rather than the characters but eventually it got to the point where like i mean 10 episodes in you really started caring about the characters even if you didn't necessarily like the main character who was really an evil person you like um you sympathize with him anyway you know yeah but yeah so okay so solidify once again the pros and cons i would say fma better main characters Better overall story, better beginning, because in Brotherhood, they basically shortened the beginning, because it's like, oh, well, everybody's seen the original FMA, Mm -hmm. so we're just going to kind of condense those episodes and tell these really emotional stories in just a single episode, so you don't have no emotional attachment to anybody, Mm -hmm. and it basically, it, it killed the first four episodes. The first four episodes were a pain to get through. Right after the first four episodes... Which I is was, death for a show. Yeah, like it, I, it basically is. Yeah. But the, at, right after the first four episodes, I was instantly intrigued. Took me on a just a roller coaster of emotions and so yeah, all these different things, and it yeah. was fantastic. The rest of it. And then it got to part three, and I was like, yeah, okay, it's lame again. Part four and five were then just fantastic, but then the ending, because it wasn't about everything I had just spent so much time mm-hmm. watching, I didn't care at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for the original FMA, the entire time you're on a roller coaster of emotions. The entire time because it it's very good at doing the humorous and fun side of these kids mm-hmm. are kids and they're on this journey to get their bodies back. Yeah. And, you know, they're brothers and they're just having fun or whatever. And then it's just like, oh my gosh, that you did that in the past and you didn't even know about it. And now this thing is trying to kill you mm-hmm. and you're going to die. And it's just like, just this amazing contrast. And in Brotherhood, they didn't have that as much. They had it, but it was in the middle of the fight scenes. They would make a joke or there'd be some weird animation that was basically like, oh, this guy's doing this thing. Um, and it's, you know, it's really funny in the middle of the battle. And 
um, clearly nobody's going to die in this battle because we're making jokes about it. And that's not and how it kills you do the that. Tension, yeah. yeah. Like, especially for it was the main characters that would always say something stupid. Like, like they'd be in the middle of a fight scene and somebody would call Ed short uh. and he would be, get all mad and be like, rah, 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 rah. and it's just like, you know, I don't think he's going to die anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no yeah. tension here. You yeah. just made a joke. I can't enjoy that. As and much. see there. Yeah. And there's a difference between like, he made a joke and he completely ruined the tension by acting s- silly. What's like a, a situation like sp- any Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Anytime Spider-Man makes a joke, it gives, you know, you laugh, you, it gets of us, it gives us a brief respite from what's happening, but then it gets, pulls us right back into the tension. And mm-hmm. what you just described, it completely ruins the tension because it stops the action. Yep. And, and in Spider-Man, you know, that's primarily what that, what those movies all tend to be about. What every incarnation of that tends to be about is a sarcastic teenager superhero making jokes as he fights people. And th- that's the difference is as he fights people. Exactly. While he's fighting people, he's making weird quips. And he does it really because he, it's a defense mechanism for yeah. himself. Like otherwise he'd be like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, I'm going to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. In Brotherhood, it was more like, oh, um, we're just going to stop and talk <laughs> and I'm just going to make you laugh. And then we're going to go back to fighting. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't, it just didn't make any sense. Okay, so there was that, um, but okay, so pros and cons. Overall, main characters for the original one, much better. The minor characters for the brother for Brotherhood were much better than the minor mm-hmm. characters of the original. But unfortunately, that's also a con. Yeah, that's also a con yeah. because it took away from the main characters. Um, the villains were absolutely better than the original FMA, mm. but once again, they put too much focus on the villains. Mm. And which also took away from the main characters. It yeah, was like whenever what, they were fighting the mm-hmm. villains, it was basically like, all right, now we're going to shift the story to the bad guy so that you feel like you've got a complete story out of the bad guy. Mm. And it's like, no, this the, the story isn't about the bad guy. The story is about the main characters killing the bad guy. Going back to Star Wars, you you don't really get a whole lot of viewpoint scenes from Darth Vader. Yeah, like you fine. do every once in a while talking to the Emperor or something like that. But most of what you get is from Luke. Yeah. And that's fine. Like that, that Darth Vader is still the best villain ever of all of, you know, cinema history, as far as that pretty much anyone's concerned. Like, and, and we, we still sympathize with him at the end. We still love the ending. Like it's all like perfectly foreshadowed. Everything's fine. Like the villain arc there is all still there. But again, it's, it's because the hero was as interesting as the villain. And we got enough from both of them to make it an interesting back and forth. You know, it, then it made yeah. the ending more satisfying because it was their both both of their endings, you know. Yep. And their 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 uh, goals ended up coinciding perfectly. Yep. So. so yeah, and then I would say that for sure the beginning is better than the original FMA, mm-hmm. but I would say the middle is better. A brotherhood, the middle of Brotherhood, is better than the middle of FMA overall mm-hmm. because it was way more entertaining. The, yeah, the, I would have to say the middle of regular, F, uh, yeah, original FMA was a little. It got at some points like, okay, what's gonna uh, keep, yeah. keep going? Yeah, you know? like keep you know keep going with the story. But every single episode still was an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe in the middle of it you're like kind of like okay, what's the point of this episode? But it always had something in the episode yeah. that was like, all right. That okay. That now was we're, the point. It makes right, sense. It makes sense. In Brotherhood, it was like all this stuff is happening and it's fantastic, and you enjoy it. 
but there really wasn't a point to it. Uh. And that, then it, you come away from it feeling unsatisfied. Yeah, like, again, while you're watching I, it, you're satisfied. Yeah. But there is no satisfying ending to that story. Uh, see, and I feel like that is... That's the main difference between those two shows as you're describing them is that the original FMA had rougher edges all the way through, but when you got to the end, it all smoothed away perfectly. Yeah. Whereas with Brotherhood, it seemed like everything was pretty smooth, and then you got to the end and you realized it all just fell apart, and you're like, wait, yep. nothing, it wasn't even there in the first place. And, and they foreshadowed their failure in part three where they, they completely just destroyed everything where mm. it was just like, like literally I don't care about anything that's going on right now because they made all these different stories with all the minor characters and then they left all of those minor characters yeah. and met new minor characters. And the entire time there was nothing about the main characters. And I was like, we're meeting all these different main minor characters just so that you can put them all in the ending. Mm-hmm. And none of it had anything to do with it now. Yeah. And I was so upset. And, like, all of those characters were literally amazing. Every single one of them. I was like, you you are so stinking cool. And, yeah. But and you that's, aren't supposed to be in the yes. show. <laughs> Which is why, yeah, it, that's, it comes back to killing your darlings. It's a concept that it's very, very important in, in storytelling is that when you're telling a story and it gets bloated or it gets to a point where, like, this just feels off, it's not working, but you love it so much and you don't want to let it go, that can kill stories so yes. easily. Because, uh, like, for example, uh, Elantris... Uh, Brandon Sanderson's first novel. He he, uh, one of his darlings in that book that he had to cut out was he introduced a new villain at the very end, who was like the brother of the main character, and he loved the character so much. Like it was one of his favorite characters he ever wrote. But he was like, yeah, this is brilliant. He's he's a brilliant villain. And then his editor was like, uh, you need to cut him completely out of the story. And he's like, why? But he's like, dude, you introduced a new villain at the very end of the story that's not what this story is about you have to cut him and so brandon had to cut him and it's a much better story because of it like which, which book you Elantris. Elantris. Yeah. okay and you have i don't think you've read it no i haven't it's a really great story i have a feeling you'll really like the villain in that story okay the actual villain not <laughs> yeah his pretend villain yeah the pretend villain that's not there so is there anything else you wanted to say about fma um, also, I would say that the combat scenes are better in Brotherhood mm-hmm. than the original. They're more exciting. Okay. But there were a few points in it, mainly one, where somebody cuts a a tank with a sword, like the the wheel, you know, like the, the belt of a tank with a yeah, sword. the tread. Yeah, the tread. And I was just like, wait a second, that's not possible. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this villain is now dead, and, uh... None of this should be happening right now. Yep. All, all those characters... Oh, okay, yeah, I almost spoiled stuff. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so there there were a few logical flaws there that some of the people did. That it was just like, yeah, that's not how that works, and you couldn't have done that. But... And that was one of the things that David Luden's actually was like, oh, this, this villain is so cool because he, like, just, you know, destroyed a tank with a sword. And I was like, but mm-hmm. that's not possible. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's not good. That's that's terrible. That's, that's kind of actually weird that David said yeah. that. Usually he jumps on mm-hmm. people not using weapons correctly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, well, that's probably good with FMA. That's now like 40 minutes worth of FMA yeah. talk. So I, mean, I, I talked about Percy Jackson a little bit. What I've been uh, consuming lately uh, while you've been watching, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> while, uh, watching Brotherhood and so on, 
I've been reading the Percy Jackson series, the the first one and the second one. So the Percy Jackson and the the Gods of Olympus. I believe it's Percy Jackson and the Olympians is the first one, yes. and then second one is the Heroes of Olympus, and they're fantastic. Um, it, it's actually really funny. Whenever I've uh, people have suggested them to me, and I kind of look at them, I'm like this is this looks just super cheesy. Like it's. You know, Greek mythology, except, you know, there's a 12-year-old kid who finds out he's a son of a god, and then he goes to this magical summer camp. It just seemed, like, super cheesy, but it's fantastic in every way, and I, and it's because Rick Riordan is a fantastic writer when it comes to characters, specifically. I mean, he's a fantastic writer all around, but, like, he knows how to make characters likable, and he knows how to make character arcs satisfying all, all the way through this this entire series i'm on the last book of, of the heroes of olympus right now blood of olympus um all the way through he's been absolutely fantastic with characters you i love all of the characters they're all interesting i, I love spending time with them uh probably like the only two cons from the series is sometimes i think we talked about this a little bit sometimes there's a bit too much ec- on the exposition side with you know, plot devices like the dreams that they get and stuff like that and characters talking um, in ways that are just kind of cheesy and saying, oh, as you know, this thing happened. And so, you know, then it gives the information that the character needs. Um, And then the second con being because it's so rooted in Greek mythology, most of the books play out like a Greek myth. And I've never really found most Greek myths to be all that interesting as stories. Like, they're interesting tidbits of history and stuff like that. And, like, what the people of uh, ancient Greece thought was cool and, you know, all these gods and stuff. But, like, the actual story structure is, like, kind of silly sometimes. Like, when you really look at the book, like, say, you know, take the first book of the Percy Jackson series, for example. It's, you know, he, he has to go get this... Um, uh, Zeus's master bolt, the, the 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 bolt from all where all of his lightning bolts are made from. This this you know the first lightning bolt kind of a thing that Hephaestus made for him was stolen, and everybody blames Poseidon. And so basically, Percy has to go get it back from. And they think it was Hades. He has to go get it back because he wants you know his his dad didn't do it, and you know he has to clear his name kind of a thing. This is after he just finds out that he's a son of a god and stuff like this. And so he basically does the whole classic thing of, oh, I have to choose my companions for this quest. And it's Annabeth, the the main girl character of the series, and Grover, his satyr friend. And they go on a quest across America to California, where the the entrance to the underworld is, because obviously it's in California. Um, <laughs> and, you know, to go to Hades domain and try to find the master bolt and all, you know, all on his way, he encounters these challenges and these monsters trying to kill him. And he has to, he gets, you know, meets all these gods and they're talking about all this stuff and he has to you know, solve these tasks. And then finally, you know, he gets there and, um, and then the ending is really satisfying in terms of like, oh, it's a twist ending. And, you know, there, it's not as simple as you thought it was. And it's cool. But, like, every story, every book plays out pretty much that exact way. There's a quest, they go on it, there are challenges and tasks along the way, and then they win at the end. And when I look at it analytically, just outside of myself, like, not focusing on the characters or anything like that, I'm like, well, okay, this structure is very simple. It's nothing really special. I, you, there's Someone could look at this story and be like, well, I don't like this story because it just seems too cheesy and too simple. And I would tell you total real criticism. But the, the characters are so good that all of that pales in comparison 
to how good the characters are and how natural the characters feel. And so I just loved spending time with them. All the way through, you know, it's, it's always this... They meet so many gods. They meet so many monsters. Like, basically anything... It's not... It's not super bloated to this to the extent that like they meet literally every monster in Greek mythology, but it, it eventually over the course of the series it's like, wow, well they've basically met most of the monsters in Greek mythology by this point because they you know every time they meet a monster in this place it's a different monster, which is cool because you're you know showcasing different parts of Greek mythology and that's interesting, but eventually it gets to the point where you're like, all right, why don't they ever fight minotaurs again or you know you know what I mean like. It's like a new thing every time, but obviously Greek mythology is so full of crazy myths all over the place. There's so many different types of creatures and stuff like that. But other than that, but the main thing I wanted to talk about, and Connor's been nodding this whole time, hasn't really said anything. He's been eating his trail mix. But the main thing I wanted to talk about is that I think the thing he does the most right is romance. It's the most natural romance in that first series um, between Percy and Annabeth. Spoilers. Yeah, it, it's not really a spoiler. You you can totally see it from the. I'm not, I'm not going to say how it ends up. I'm just saying like the 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 subplot of that entire first series is this romance budding between those two characters, and um, it's so natural. Every part of it, I could relate to. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I felt that way once when I was you know you know that there's a girl and. I liked her, and that's exactly how I felt. Like, the, that that legitimate emotional response that you just had, that is exactly how I felt in that moment. And, like, all throughout that series, that's exactly what happened all the way through. And so by the end, I was just so sold on that p- subplot, and I was just like, all of this is so grounded in reality that I just loved it. It's so, um, it just felt so real to me. And the characters are all so funny. The, the, it's literally one of the most funny series I've ever read ever is a fantastic sense of humor. And I, you eventually need to read this, these books, Connor. They're very good. After I read calamity. Yeah. The next, uh, John Cleaver, book. John Cleaver book, uh, shadows of self, uh, bands of morning. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, stormlight archive three will be out. Yeah. Maybe um, after that, you could read yeah but by that time there'll be more books read so i need to read yeah (laughs) which reminds me we need you need to like be better at reading the books that i read at the same time like brandon sanderson and dan wells wise anyway because then we can actually talk about them on this podcast like when you finally actually finish um shadows of self and bands of mourning we need to talk about them as generalities on this podcast that'd be a good idea and especially because we're going to be reading the the John Cleaver book soon. Mm-hmm. You should definitely do a review on the John Cleaver series in general mm-hmm. and then talk about that new book. So, but yeah, I mean, basically this podcast episode has just been us talking about what we've been consuming art wise and random tidbits of knowledge we picked up from consuming this art. Um, what's funny is like halfway through this episode, we totally like had to stop recording and go help our friend who uh, locked their keys in her car and then we ended up having a giant discussion about FMA Brotherhood. So it feels like this entire podcast has been like two hours longer than it is. So basically. So I think we're basically done. Um, anything else you wanted to say, Connor? If you are going to watch FMA, mm-hmm. if you feel like that sounds cool or whatever, watch the first one. 
and get the main character story. To the original series, Full mm-hmm. Metal Alchemist. No. Do 2003. Yeah. You know for sure that the, it opens up with Ed screaming. <laughs> bleeding out on the floor. That, that's how it begins. If you're going to watch both of them, and I think you should, watch the first one, get the main character story, and then watch the second one, and it will basically tell you everything about everybody else. And that's how you should view them both, and then you will enjoy both of them thoroughly. Thank you for saying all of that with trail mix in your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, watch the next one as if, okay, we've gotten the main character story already, so this is what it could have been if it wasn't about the main characters anymore. And the main character is just like a subplot. And this is the now it's about all of the characters together. Yeah, I'm definitely going to view it that way when I watch it. So, or try to anyway. Um, yeah, and you should definitely read the Percy Jackson series. Um, both of them, they're fantastic. The first one is like first person just from Percy Jackson's perspective. And he is a great narrator all the way through. Um, and then the... The second series is third person and has seven different viewpoints across the first four books. And then it adds two more viewpoints to that. Um, but, but, but at that point, you know, the characters so well that you're totally sold on those viewpoints. It was actually really interesting because it's, it, you know, you have the first Percy Jackson series, just Percy Jackson's viewpoint the whole time. And so you really get to know Percy Jackson really well. And then Gro- uh, Grover, Annabeth, and a, a few other like, main main characters like his best friends kind of a thing and then you get to the first book of the next series and it's three viewpoints completely different characters you've never met them before and i at first i started reading i'm like how is he gonna do this like like if i just started like uh, my viewpoint thinking about this right now is i just read percy jackson's story i want more percy jackson why are you giving me these other random people? But I loved the characters so much. Within the first like five chapters, I was so sold on their personalities that I, I just ripped through the rest of the book because he he's just so good at characterizing people. Am I going to read it now if you ripped it up? You're funny. <laughs> but then the second book has Percy Jackson in it, but then two other new viewpoints, and you don't see any of the other characters from the, the first book of the new series. And then the third book is all of them together, and that that's my favorite book so far because of the the interactions between all the characters because we get to know all of these separate characters and then you get to the third one and you're like oh i can see all these possibilities for mixing these these personalities and it just it's wonderful it's so great and that's what brotherhood failed to do and plus they had literally 40 different characters i think yeah in in uh in the second percy jackson series they have like 10 main characters all yep. the way through and there's there are lots 40. of villains and like supporting characters like gods and all that stuff but you know them already from the yeah. first series and, and, and they don't do a whole but lot you can make the distinction between the supporting characters and the villains and the main characters, the main characters yeah. you can have a lot of main characters as long as they're not 40 main characters yeah. and brotherhood basically pretended that all of the extra characters needed to be main characters in order mm-hmm. for the story to feel complete and for some reason that is a complete story for everyone. If you tell 40 different people's stories and none of them really contribute to the actual story they're telling, which didn't make any sense. Connor's a little miffed at some, some people who he's talked to recently. Yeah. Have had. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, 
I'm kind of depressed. Yeah, just just a little bit. Yeah. So so the, the advice we take we we leave you with is because what Connor and I were talking about recently is it's really 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 important to critically think as uh, that's been one of the major themes of this entire podcast as it's been going on, but also to be very, very critical in your art consumption. Don't just take art at face value, dig deeper, find out what it's trying to do. Especially if you want to be an artist yourself, it's invaluable to know why stories work the way they do. It's invaluable to know why music works the way it does. It's invaluable to know why, this drawing works the way it does. I mean, I don't know anything about that. But <laughs> this is I have a feeling that, um, and I, I, I always feel like apologizing to Carly about this because I wish we knew how to draw. Or, what we or, need to do is Carly just needs to move to Janesville, and, and then we can, can have her on as a podcast, and she'll be the third person who we, you know, great. can bounce off all these ideas too. Oh, you know, remember, you remember when we were going to have David as a permanent co-host? Yeah, that didn't happen. No, David's so busy now. He's married and school and work. We're not blaming him. Yeah, if I got married, I'd totally ditch you too, Kim. <laughs> I'd ditch you as well. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. What? No, remember, you we're going to we're gonna live next door to each other and have All a right, pool have across a, both of our yeah, yards. Pool across both of our yards, yeah. <laughs> one thing I was actually thinking about today, because I was, I was in class just kind of like listening with one ear and then like going through and like searching for different podcasts that I might listen to. I was totally listening the whole time, but like just to keep my fingers busy. And I found like a whole bunch of like really cool art, like role-playing game podcasts. And I was like, oh, see, that's what I want to do. I want to make a role-playing game podcast. And I was thinking what we should do. No. No, 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 just just listen to this. No. What we should do is have me and David do a podcast that's the Astoria Games podcast. Okay, I'm cool with that. And we can talk about the game we're making and anything else we want to talk about role-playing wise oh, okay. that would be a fun All right, idea you can do that yeah but okay so you just to... don't want to do it is that yeah. what you're saying yeah no nah. but will no, you be no, no. will you come on sometimes sure sure okay. I, can do, I can do that <laughs> but yeah so to close i, know, I just have to sell david on this yeah to close this this episode to actually have a complete story and fulfill all the promises we made from the very beginning of the yeah, story. Exactly, because we don't want to just add in a bunch of plot threads right now. Yeah, yeah. We want to actually... That was just a side plot, and you know that. That had nothing to do with the Those were a of couple of filler episodes right before um, mm-hmm. when we get into the, the real last climax. climax. Yeah. yeah. So, and the, and, and the meaning of the story, too. Yeah. Yeah, the meaning of the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, the meaning of the story is... Critical thinking should not stop at the Bible. Your entire life, uh, you should think of your entire life, like like when 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 you are consuming, like Bible knowledge, you should be extremely critical. But that shouldn't stop there. Mm-hmm. You should be extremely critical about all things and all knowledge. Now, it should not ever go over, and you should not be like telling, making sure everybody else is exactly like you. Mm-hmm. But everybody. And, but you should be encouraging everybody to, to critically be critically. Think. Yeah. To be critical. You, and, and exactly. You don't tell people, oh, this is the way to be yes. critically thinking. You just say, you should be critically thinking. Here are some tools to help you with that if you want to take them. Because <laughs> everybody has different preferences. Everybody has yes. different opinions. And everybody has different, like, things that they can handle. Like in First Corinthians, uh, I want to say 10, where he's talking about, you know, if, if your brother's conscience is weak, mm-hmm. then you have liberty. I'm talking about that. If, you know, if you... For, I, I always I always like going back to, like, swearing in, in like, TV shows and movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
Like some people, it literally doesn't matter to them, and they they don't swear. That, that but that is no problem with them. Mm-hmm. I'm and, like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as long as I think that I've, doesn't I think I've sworn you, twice in my life, and I'm both of those times I was a child who didn't even know what swearing was. <laughs> <laughs> right, I remember both of those yep. times. But um, the the point is, if that if that like bothers you, or if you honestly think that is wrong, then don't do it. But mm-hmm. you making sure that everybody else doesn't watch things that have swearing in it yeah. is it becomes it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were always taught like that, and you should always teach your kids to you know not be constantly filling their heads with swearing because yes. then they will swear. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Yeah, especially in the younger years, like because you're the parent, you get to tell your kids what yes, they can obviously. consume as with with art, and you have complete control over that. We're not yes. saying that you should like let your child go watch <laughs> all the R-rated <laughs> movies, you know. Obviously, don't do that. Yeah, we're we're, 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 we're as they get about, older, yeah. teach them to be critically thinking and make have them make their own decisions about this based yes. on the teaching that you've given them. If you force your kids to do everything throughout their entire childhood and then send them out, they're not they're just going to completely disregard everything you said and be like, "Hey, now I can do whatever I want." Yeah. If you teach them to to have certain traits that make them do the right thing, then you have done a good mm-hmm. job as a parent. You teach them the traits that they should have to then use that to do the right. Yeah, well, they t- you teach them that doing the right thing on your own accord is the right thing. <laughs> uh, te- integ- integrity. Yeah. You need to teach them integrity. And if, I mean, that's the same thing with any type of, you know, like art that you consume or like with not art you consume. Yeah, art that you consume that some people, what they think is is fine to watch is what they think is fine to watch and obviously mm-hmm. there is a line where you if you're watching two people have sex in front of you that yeah. is not okay that's and called any, pornography yes, <laughs> that, in any sense of the word that's not okay but with things like swearing or things like actual alcohol consumption or something like that or violence violence or, yeah. well no I'm, I'm talking about like in real life oh alcohol in real life. consumption okay like somebody oh, yeah. could take a drink every once in a while have no problem never get drunk kind of a thing and then well, somebody even else... violence then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even violence. Even violence then. There's a yeah. time and place for violence. There's a time and place for violence. But those should all be things that you practice and you should teach the people around you. I should practice to violence. Have... What? I should practice violence. No, you should <laughs> you should practice the things that you know are okay. That because they're you know, different people have different things that are not okay for them. Oh, you're saying go by yes. what you can handle yes. and yeah. So if if swear if watching things that that have tons of swearing in it make you swear, then don't watch yeah. this. Then don't put that in you. Mm-hmm. But if if you can literally listen to the f word on repeat all day and never swear in your life, then that's then that's your thing. Doesn't like, mean no. Doesn't mean you should. No, it doesn't. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. no reason to. But, but if yeah. that doesn't bother you, then nobody then should not... be able to tell you, hey, exactly, don't be watching that or whatever, yeah. because there, there's there's nothing wrong with that. There's just a problem with you. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to make sure that everybody is taking precautions for the problems that you have, mm. then it, that's that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That turns into legalism. When you're trying to make sure everybody is preparing for the problems that they don't have, that's legalism. That's a really good point. Um, so you need to be teaching everybody around you to be critical in their own way. Yeah. And to teach them the traits, not what to do, just like parenting. Mm-hmm. Not Don't teach them what to do. Teach them the traits that will make them... Because, want to do what is right. Because what to do may not be the same in any situation. Exactly. Cool. Oh, the one thing I, I knew that we still have to do that I forgot to do 
Because we are totally going to plug Carly Pinch's YouTube channel. Right. Um, I just found out the other day that she totally has a YouTube channel. And if you don't know who Carly is, she's uh, either our biggest fan or tied with Hannah Lotch. I'm not sure. Totally our biggest fan. Okay, all right. I don't know how, how Hannah's going to feel about that. How many times has Hannah wrote on our, on our page or wrote to us? A couple times. I mean, Carly just wrote a gigantic thing saying thank you so much for your podcast. Right. You guys are awesome. Yeah, okay. She's our biggest fan. Yeah, definitely. Hannah, you got to step up your game. Well, I'm just saying, like, Hannah's <laughs> been on the podcast and, like, always been passionate about helping us do the podcast. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. But, again, Carly lives in Washington. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of it would be kind of creepy if we, like, suggested, hey, Carly, you should come. Come to Jeansville. Yeah. <laughs> Though, I mean, if you're ever around. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Connor and I were literally just talking about today if there's the possibility of Skyping people in at some point to do this podcast mm-hmm. with us. So if you're possibly up for that, anyone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was going to say is we're totally going to plug her channel. I'm going to put a link to it in the liner notes. Um, she has a YouTube channel where basically she just like, uh, videotapes herself drawing various things and, you know, watercolor and all the different stuff that she does in the realm of art. Um, and she, the, the most recent video she just put up, it was, it was really cool, Connor. It's basically, she called it her sketchbook tour. And so she had this book that she had completely filled with sketches and she went back, went through it. She like had, uh, you know, the footage down there and then she was talking in a microphone and just went through it page by page, sketch by sketch. And just explained what each of them were and how she drew them and all this stuff. And it's really cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, and then she does, you know, like time-lapse videos where she's drawing stuff and various things like that. So, if you are at all interested in painting, drawing, watercolor, you know, all of those things, um, totally check that out. And I'll put it in the liner notes. It's called, if if you just want to look it up on YouTube, just type in Made in His Image Art. And then again, that's Made in His Image Art. And that's, I'm assuming... God's image. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm subscribed, so you have no reason not to. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a wrap. I'll make him told a complete story and (laughs) fulfilled our promises. And then we gave foreshadowing for the next, for something in the future. We did. For another series, possibly, Mm -hmm. you know, a short story in this world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Featuring Carly. Featuring one of the minor characters. Ah! Sorry, Carly, you're a minor character. <laughs> you know, I really like that we're, we're telling our... We're, blah, 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 blah. What am I saying? I really like that we're uh, comparing our podcast to a story. That's Yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, but yeah. So next episode is the 50th episode. Mm-hmm. We're not entirely sure what we're going to do again. Ah, we'll think of something. And if, of. And yes, and please comment. And let us yeah, know us what, what you want to do. And I, I know we said it this at the beginning, but I, I really doubt you paused the episode and went and commented and then came back. So I'm saying <laughs> well, it now. Yeah, I, well, I'm just saying, like, it's good for a reminder. But yeah, so you can totally find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at our website at uh, ChristianArtistShow.com and Facebook at Facebook.com slash ChristianArtistShow. We're on Google Plus too, the Christian Artist. Thank you very much for listening. What is our hashtag, Connor? Hashtag complete story. Hashtag complete story. There you go. All right. Have a great week, guys. Sorry for getting this out so late. Um, we we literally had like an insane weekend. Yeah. The, the Friday and Saturday and Thursday, there was literally not any moment that we could have recorded an episode. I mean, we could have 
not done certain things, but we could have gotten fired from our jobs too. Uh, but yeah, we didn't. So. That literally would be the only way, or yeah. we just don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. That that oh well, well, I guess we did RPG. Yeah, but... we did RPG. That's what I was saying. We could have just not done RPG, but but that was important. That was important. I and need, we hadn't done I need that, that in, in so life. long. Yeah, so. exactly. It was worth it. But yes, also <laughs> because I just mentioned the RPG thingy, uh, if you guys want us to make an RPG podcast, possibly, please tell me because then I will have the motivation to actually do it. Ooh. Maybe over the summer because I'll have a little bit more time. Um, <laughs> you say you say all that all the time. You say, oh, I have more time in the summer so I can do all these different things. No, 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 but this is the thing, Connor. Like, last summer, I did have that much time. What I did with it is I slept in every day. I watched way too many shows. I played way too many. I played Last of Us the entire summer. Yeah, you did. Like, I was wasting so much time. And and so what I'm going to do this summer is, and you need to keep me to this, I'm going to wake up like I would be going to school every morning and do projects well i'm gonna be sleeping in what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just saying like if i don't do that like slap me or something um like i'm gonna wake up like i would go to school stop (laughs) wake up like i would be going to school and use the time i would be at school to do projects before i'm allowed to do anything else i'm gonna slap you in the face okay right i'm scared now i'm gonna slap you in the face (laughs) all right you're gonna wake up to me slapping you in the face gib yeah it's gonna be scary and i'll play wake up by red or um Feed the machine by red, and they go to the bridge. Where it's why God, and I'll just start smacking you. <laughs> you know how scary that would be. That would be very scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there was one point where uh, I was listening to Red as I fell asleep, yep. and then it went to the the wake up bridge of yep. uh, Feed the Machine, and I woke up, and I had the headphones in too, so I was like hearing it right in my brain. This why God, and I literally thought I was like there was a demon, and I was gonna die for like <laughs> five <laughs> seconds. I was like, what? No. No, don't kill me. And then it went to the the chorus again. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to die. Well, you're going to die eventually. (laughs) Just not not at that second. Not today. All right. Today is a good day to die. Oh, that's a Robin Hood. Ah, yeah. BBC. Yeah. That's a show that we need to watch again sometime. We need to, and then we need to talk about it. Yeah, I know. That's a good Mm. show to talk about. Because it's it's good, but there's also a lot of flaws in it. Yeah, there yeah, there are definitely some flaws in that mm-hmm. show. Anyway, we've totally overstayed our welcome, so have a great week, guys. Hashtag uh, complete story. Use it. Impress us and actually use it. <laughs> we totally just ruined our hashtag by keep talking and you know, not having a, com- a definite ending. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the Dana Ma, Connor. <laughs> so they're, they're We're allowed to have a couple of loose threads. Okay.